Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. DSO here from DadStartingOver.com, and with me today is the one and only lovely and talented, my wife, you know her as Mrs. DSO. All right. Howdy, young lady. How you doing? I'm good. How are you good. doing? I'm doing all right. Can't complain, you know, belly full of food. Mm. Got a woman next to me. Did you eat all that beef? I ate all that beef, baby. Wow. So... We were thinking of what to talk about. We haven't done one of these in a while and um, actually proposed the question to the DSO fraternity group. Go to dadstartingover.com slash join if you don't know what I'm talking about. And I asked them, I said, um, Mrs. DSO and I want to do a podcast. What do you think? What are some topics? And we had everything. <laughs> we had everything from, um, can you talk about the politics in Western medicine? <laughs> Which this is not a politics podcast. No, no that's like interesting. But it's a good topic. I guess. Thank you for that, Scott, but not necessarily for this. Um, all kinds of ideas. Nothing really jumped out at us. Uh, we've got to talk about that. Also because we've talked about a lot of Plus, it already. Yeah, I, I could have, for some of those suggestions, I could have linked them to some existing podcast episodes that we've already done. Um, but because uh, we've already covered like three-fourths of the stuff that was mentioned on there in some way or another. But you and I really haven't talked about... Um, what we think makes a good date night, some examples of good date nights. Date nights are a crucial big part of us. And it always surprises me how it is not a crucial big part of everybody's. In fact, I think we're kind of in the minority when it comes to going out and doing stuff as a couple sans kids. But nope. I think we've also learned from our past mistakes. Yeah. And we do it better this time because the couple that I just mentioned, our friends, mm -hmm. they had a apparently a big marriage crisis five years ago when mm -hmm. they have three kids, three boys, and five years ago, the youngest was one year old and the others were like, I don't know, 10 and five. So that was a pretty rough time for them and they went into marriage counseling and they came up with the rule of twos. Have you heard of the rule of twos? I have not. Please do share. I don't remember at all, <laughs> but it was basically they go every two weeks, they have a date night. Every two months, they have a weekend away. 
and every two years they go away for a whole week without the and that's all without the kids nice how many years before the week away every two years what? every two years which i think is One a long time away. but it i is, mean yeah. but you know three leaving three boys with for somebody you have away. to find yeah. somebody now do they have all right so i'm going to play the part of of guys listening to this kind of going yeah right do they have a big network of people they to do help not. them out? A family. So they do not actually have their in-laws in the town. Their in-laws are several states away, but then they plan on they plan their getaway when the kids are on vacation in the summertime, and they drop the kids off at the grandparents. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. So they're there. They're just far away. Yeah. But they can't tomorrow say, hey, we, gotta, we want to run away for a couple of Correct. days. Correct. I don't know how they do that. I think the weekend away, they just drop them off at various friends', friends houses, houses for yeah, yeah. sleepovers. So some women listening to that may, you know, sneer and say, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about that. There's, there's something really yeah. wrong with the parenting that we're doing. We talked about that a few times this week. Yeah. Um, we're totally already off topic. Because, uh, well, but yet it's part of the whole thing because I'm trying to put myself in the, in the mind of a lot of guys that I talk to and their spouses. Because what I hear over and over again from these guys that I talk to is, dude, I've tried. I suggested we do this. I suggested we do that. I planned something. And every time the wife just sabotages it or outright says no. And then she'll say, because I can't trust um, your mom with our kids because I don't like your mom. And my mom lives six hours away, so we can't call her. So therefore, we don't go out anymore. Done. And that's it. It's like this this overwhelming anxiety and guilt about leaving kids alone um, overrides their desire to spend time with their husband one-on-one. And I get that to a degree because uh, thinking of leaving my kid alone with just you for my little conference here in chicago mm-hmm. makes me uneasy but then i'm like well she's with her dad so that's gonna be awesome but just the feeling as a mom of ab- abandoning quote unquote your kid even for a day it's just paired with a lot of guilt but i think that that's okay when you have an 18 month old but there is a point where they can express their needs and then you don't really need to hover over them and i think then it's absolutely okay and healthy mm-hmm. to leave them with other people it, it used to be like that it used to be that a whole village of people was raising your kids and it wasn't just you too that's it yeah and it's i a, think we've moved away from that too much yeah it's a combination of we've moved away from that it takes a village approach which is um there was a oh shit who was it was it hillary clinton wrote a book called that it takes a village. Really? I think of so. Place I, don't, I don't know why Hillary Clinton's coming. I think she did. So not to politicize it, but um, not that I'm necessarily a fan of the woman, but she had a point. And it does take a village to raise a human being. I remember as a kid, babysitters, friends, the parents of the friends, granny and grandpa. It was all. It was just this giant team effort of everyone just understood, yeah, yeah we're in this to help out. And now I see a lot of people yeah, moving several states away. Uh, so many broken homes and people have, well, my wife doesn't talk to her mom anymore. She hasn't in several years, so we can't ask her. So psh, she's off the table and dad took off and I hear that all the time. So there's just this compounding awfulness of broken homes and all kinds of drama. And then we have mom has just this unhealthy level of anxiety. We've talked about that. We did a whole podcast episode about what's up with women and uh, mental illness, mental illness. It's hard to say. Um, and so there's a big issue there with all these women that just uh, can't leave their kids alone because they go completely gaga, go nuts. Yeah, over so the idea. that needs to be. That but needs that to ain't be us. Something. And that, no, that, that that ain't us because not yet. we have. Excuse me, not ever going to be us because we have. We both um, are cognizant of the fact that it can slip into that pretty easily, and uh, we both make the concerted effort to do stuff. 
together without the little baby in tow. And uh, yeah, so you're, you're going to still be a couple when the babies are all out. And then we don't want to have nothing to talk about. Well, we have, there is that growing phenomenon of the thing called the gray divorce, which mm. is the kids are out of the picture and they look at each other and go, what now? And uh, very often it's the woman saying, I don't see a real need to keep you around, mister, anymore. So yeah, but that's adios. sad. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's very we, sad. I married you to get really old with you and change your diapers. Really? I mean, <laughs> I'm not excited about that okay, part. It's on tape. So to speak, it's recorded, guys. Okay, here's the German the poop thing again. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even going to mention that, but sure. I don't know where your mind goes. For new fo- for new listeners to this, uh, Mrs. DSO here is German. I don't know if you can tell by her little bit of an accent there. And all Germans have some kind of weird obsession we don't, with oh, it's that's you guys with poop with uh, that's the, you guys projecting your with obsession with with the <laughs> it's really not yeah. It so anyhow, yeah, listen, date guys. Night. Okay, no, no, wait a minute. New guys, <laughs> listen back to this show. Every single episode, there's some mention of poop in there. It's because of you. Is it though? Yeah. Is it? Date night. <laughs> so my favorite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three date nights <laughs> do not include poop in any way, shape, or form. I would hope not. Um, yeah, let's talk about our favorite idea of date night and what that well, means. idea what we've done is you want to get specifics of i you know this date on this year because we did this i think that's good that illustrates the point of what makes a good I think, date yeah night. i think i'll point out the ones that i like that are just standing out now how about I've you honestly, go one then i go one yeah go. but honestly I, i'm having like we've been dating for nine years now almost notice eight, how eight you said we've been dating you mean we've been together for well but yeah but i think yeah. we're still dating and that uh, i think that's adorable ex- that, but that's important yeah, you're always so. dating mm-hmm. you're always trying to create that mm-hmm. that initial spark and i i still feel that initial spark when we get all pretty and we go out and you tell me how i look and mm-hmm. how i tell you how good you look and then i get a little pat on my butt mm-hmm. and then we kiss and then it feels like that first kiss all over again so see, it works. You were for us. you were wearing not to deter. You were wearing quite the little outfit yesterday. Well, you you well, look like a little so Roman maybe goddess. I wasn't wearing a bra. It was a yeah, a braless uh, off the shoulder. Abercrombie and Fitch twenty nine ninety nine dollars. And it uh, had dress. the little yeah, but it was the strap going across <laughs> diagonal thing mm-hmm. with the one exposed. I like that. And you even wear the little like Roman sandals to go with it. And I don't. That's not quite a mini skirt, but it was above the knee. And yeah, and then you walked in. I was like, hello, nipples. <laughs> and so you're like, yeah, I can't go out like this. So you literally put on little pasties <laughs> over your nips. And, they, and well, then there's we air like conditioning it. everywhere. So, <laughs> it's but freezing. See, but see, that, that this is not, again, not to deter or go take a left turn in the conversation, but that's a cute little sexy moment. You don't have those cute little sexy moments unless you put in the effort of, you and I need to get away. That's not going to happen with a one-year-old climbing all over you and and is she climbing cl- and clean cleaning up all her little books that are all over the place and everything else those 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 don't lend themselves to uh, those little sexy fun moments like this yeah what they, does is we're going out on a date Woo-hoo. right and, and i think a lot of couples mistake the fun exciting moments that they have as couples with their parents as, as parents not as couples because when you are parenting a one-year-old there's lots of cute and funny silly giggly moments throughout the day we have lots of lovey times lots of sweet but moments it's but it's not a couple moment and i think a lot of people mm-hmm. confuse that and forget that well, there was that time yeah. where they had sexy couple moments going back to the origins of this whole thing, the book I wrote, The Dead Bedroom Fix, as well as uh, books that other people have authored, such as Esther Perel 
in the uh, mating in captivity. There's countless books on the subject, and they've all recognized the same thing that I did, which there's a very real difference between the domestic slash paternal slash whatever you want to call it side, and then your more erotic, sexy, romantic side. The two don't mix necessarily. You can mm-hmm. somewhat mix them, but they don't mix. They just live together next to each other. They don't ever intermingle. They're always yes. separate. They're very separate. And, and so if you never even jump over to the other side of the fence like ever. You forget about one of those sides. Yeah, very yeah. easily. And in a marriage with a kid, you always stick over to the domestic side and you just stay there and you yes. stay there yes. and you stay there. And I must say, when you try to cross over to the other side, while I'm in full mom mode and I'm, you know, I'm on my phone reading work emails the toddler is crawling all over me i've got yogurt on my arm sleeves for some reason from baby (laughs) feeding and i have my hair flying all over the place and you come over and you try to cop a feel i am not in the mood at all i don't try to cop a feel i do baby well but i'm just saying that that's a that's i think where a lot of women and men have a misunderstanding in their daily life is because you guys always have that little sexy part on your minds and we shove that in a very dark corner far far away when we're in mom and working mode and household mode and cooking for everybody mode so you see the importance of date date night night has to happen otherwise she's just gonna be stuck on mom so for all you guys that are like uh, when i ask what what do you guys do together well we took the kid to oh no no just stop right there (laughs) yes that's not date night what you guys do together well the other day at soccer no 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 and or or oh well we watched the show on netflix no that's a sometimes thing if you want to do date night that centers around netflix watching that's cute and okay put the kid to bed and you can't get out of the house for whatever you don't have the mom that shouldn't be an every night thing that shouldn't be your default go to this is it for the next few months until maybe we get away but you, we've guys done got, that. you guys got to find some some way to get away. So but anyhow. Anyway, back to your favorite so, date night that comes to your mind. Number one is? I don't know. But the, one of the first ones that comes to mind is mm. the uh, Lantern Festival here in Louisville. Oh. That was cute. Where well, you mm-hmm. drew the butt? Yes, I drew the butt. <laughs> you <laughs> so, want to explain that? Or? <laughs> so, anyhow, I, I don't even know how that came up, but you surprised me with this whole secret, hey, we're going to spend that whole Saturday and I will not tell you what we're doing. And I got very controllingly nervous about <laughs> what am I going to wear? Do I have to wear cute outfits, sexy outfits, casual? Where are we going to go eat? Is is there going to be water? Is it going to be raining? And you said, just just bring something that's adequate for a wet environment. I did. And here I was mm. put, putting my rain boots in the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you did not tell me until the very last second where we were going. And we were going to this Chinese lantern mm. festival where everybody was handed a lantern to write and paint and decorate um, and do whatever you wanted with it. And then they were all released after dark, um, after sunset on the uh, river, mm-hmm. which makes, makes for a really cute photo op. And you could walk around and see what people wrote on their lantern. Some people got very emotional, you know, getting Miss over losses. father and stuff like that. Yeah, or, you know, saying goodbye to an illness mm-hmm. that they overcame. Mm-hmm. And, and we, of course, were all goofy and making date night Top, drawing date night topics and drawing cartoon versions of ourselves on it. And for some reason, you decided on your lantern, you mm-hmm. wanted to draw a butt. I see nothing wrong with this. I mean, no, it's fine. It's very much us. I'm hoping that somebody picked all those up and looked at them. And, oh, look, and I miss you, Grandpa. And oh, this is sweet. John plus Sally. I let, what, what is... <laughs> Bob, is this an ass? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. 
<laughs> Anyhow, I thought that book. was a very cute date night because it had a little bit of everything. It was romantic. It was meaningful. There was a little bit of moment for couples' cute reflection time. There was mm-hmm. the excitement of not knowing what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did go out for dinner, I think, or we had food there. I don't know. We did more than that on that weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not even done yet. Okay, my bad. Um, and like the whole festival, it had little live music spots, it had food trucks, there was just a lot mm-hmm. going on. It was very casual, very relaxed, it was outdoorsy, it just had everything. It had the romance of the sunset, that was one one thing. And then, that that's what made it even better, we stayed at a hotel in the city, mm-hmm. which a really nice hotel, which we had never stayed there because it was new. And in the morning, he surprised us with a spa treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right there in the hotel, they had a little spa, so you can get a... Massage and what is facial? it with all these women that say I don't like my feet touched, I don't like my body rubbed? What is up with that? Some, I don't understand. Some that. people are very closed off and not very open and not very. It uh, has to do with the comfort. Yeah, level that's a of very vulnerable thing. Just to lay there and say, "Do what you will, stranger." And I mean, people don't have a. You kind of have to trust them that they're not going to go to town on parts that you don't want to be touched. That's an extra bonus there. Hmm. It's true. Anyhow, do that in Kentucky. So, what's your first date night that comes to mind that you really liked? Um. I was thinking that they all kind of centered around. It wasn't necessarily just like yours isn't a night. It was a weekend. But my number one thought was our first getaway to New York City. Well, that's more than a date night. Yeah, that's a but that's a getaway. That's away from kids. That's, that's awesome. So I was thinking, does that qualify? Yeah, it does. It's um, just you do and Do you want to share it. just how many times we did it that weekend? I have shared that on numerous occasions <laughs> in my writing and in my podcast of, of four, four nights and... 13 times mm. we had sexual relations with each other <laughs> in in that four nights. Well, uh, granted, um, we were just dating for like five months or so. We had been together just five months, is that all? And, mm. we, and yeah. uh, we decided, well, you, I like New York, you like New York, yeah, let's go. And uh, really made an awesome little trip out of it. And I had no kids for that period of time. And um, what all did we do? I don't even remember because we've done so many New we York did trips. The, we did the bar together. hopping thing. We did the uh, we did the uh, museum thing. Um, walking through Central Park thing. World Trade Center. Now here is where from the was that on? Oh, we went to the High Line too. I think that wasn't on that first trip though. Where did it? we get peed on? That oh yeah, that was when we were going there for our wedding. <laughs> Please clarify what that was about. So there's this thing called the High Line in New York City, which is an old uh, elevated. Um, train train track, track whatever, yeah. yeah and going through a part of manhattan and they have made it like a pedestrian walkway with flowers and you can go and it's a neat cool view of the city and to get up to that elevated area you have to walk up some steps i don't even think there's an elevator up there probably is but we took steps up and as we were walking up this spiraling metal staircase water is dripping down from above and it's like, oh, that's nice. There's a leak or something up here. It wasn't even raining. <laughs> it was a leak or rain. And we walk up, and there is that gal. Completely drunk. Drunk. Not even her, sexy. With her pants pulled down to her knees, squatting. Of all places to pee, she, in her drunken state, said, how about I pee over this open staircase where people are actively walking up and down? That makes sense. Yeah, that's and, gross. And um, she was peeing, and the one thing she said was, I had to piss. And we're just standing there disbelieving. In my brain, it took probably a good 10 minutes to go, what just happened? (laughs) You immediately went into what the F mode, and she saw your face and said, I had to piss, and kind of quickly walked away. That's what I remember. Yeah, I was belligerent. I would have punched the lights out of that chick. And I was just like, that just happened? Was she peeing? Did that just happen? Did I get any on me? What (laughs) What is 
So yeah, we got pissed on in New York. So that wasn't that first trip. No, that was the, the wedding trip when we went there for our wedding. We've been back there a few times. Yeah, and, uh, we but, went to comedy shows there, yeah. which is also a great date night, by the way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to go to comedy show. But here is in my man brain maybe why that particular trip sticks out in part and on top of the obviously huge sexual component of it but to continue with the sexual theme is that we went to a strip club together for the first time and this was you were just like strip club yeah and so relatively new relationship so i'm just like well this woman is just checking boxes left and right well and those girls were like all over me but i'm just saying there's just the simple act of hey girlfriend strip club yes i mean it's true i you don't realize well, that's relatively rare i mean yeah and so right away good and then when we get there the girls are just all kinds of crazy for you uh the, the women are all mostly good looking and it's awesome and everything's great and we're there for not very long and then we leave and of course that leads to all kinds of fun between us but that opened our minds to we're a pretty sexy couple and we're pretty uh, not uh, really open. open. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's the word. We're very open to this kind of thing. And that's an integral part to who we are is just kind of step outside the little sexual comfort zone and do something kind of titillating to some listening to this. It's kind of like they laugh and roll their eyes and go, if they think that's crazy, pff, that's nothing. But to others, they're raising their eyes going, oh, shit, my wife would never do anything like that. Yeah. Well, uh, those are big spectrum. Some people do very crazy stuff and other people think it's crazy to just have oral sex. Yeah, but I... <laughs> Okay, but I would say um, <laughs> I know it is. I would conversation. say probably the vast majority of men hearing this would say, "I would love if my wife did that." So, ladies listening, step outside of the comfort zone. You may have fun. If not, what, what's it going to spell? The end of your marriage? Because what you notice your husband looking at pretty girls on a stage? It's you know, it's a silly thing to be concerned with. But it obviously, we know we notice that it's an integral part to who we are as a couple and uh, a fun little sexy side to us, a secret little sexy side. I to think us. I think one of the reasons why I felt comfortable going to a strip club with you was that I felt not threatened at all because I felt that we were a very good couple. We had a good thing going. I knew you were crazy for me. And I didn't feel like I would lose you to a stripper. And I think that's a fear uh, although a rational one, yeah, I was but say, I think yeah. that's a fear that a lot of women have, especially if they're post baby body and you know, they just think they don't have it anymore. And, and, but they just, they're very shallow in that respect. They don't realize that their men really love them. They're not going to just leave them for, for a stripper. Yes. They may lust after a stripper, but Hey, you can get your appetite elsewhere as long as you eat at home. Yeah. I don't think a lot of women realize just how easy it is to prevent that. The preventative medicine is just so basic, it's not even funny. Um, how many guys How many guys go to a strip club and see all those women and say, yeah, but she's not my wife. Let me tell you how awesome my wife is. Not many. A lot of men go to the strip club and look at them and go, oh, man, I kind of wish my wife was open and free and sexy like that, at least a little bit. So if you can introduce some of that free, sexy openness to your relationship, um, it's... You don't have to be one-tenth of the visual sexy that the woman up on stage is. Those women are hired simply because they look the way they look. Um, A woman who spits out three kids is not going to look like that probably. But if she can introduce just a little bit of that sexy something to her attitude and titillating something. The playfulness, that youthfulness, if you will, to the man, then he's going to forgive a whole hell of a lot and say, yeah, that that 10 on on the scale of 1 to 10, that 10 of a woman up there, Eh, she's nice to look at, but she ain't my wife. 
That's a very rare thing. So when I was in in that moment, and still to this day, I would go to such an establishment and I would say, oh, yeah, she's pretty. Look at her. But she's she's not my wife. And done. Um, and it, and uh, because you did those, in part, some of those sexy things and, and very open sexually to those kind of things. So that's why that sticks out to me for a variety of reasons. We just, we were getting to know each other. We had fun. And that opened my eyes to, oh, wow, this is a sexy girl. So what would you do if I sent you a stripper jumping out to a, out of out of a cake mm-hmm. to a hotel that you're staying at? What's would you watch her and say, "Oh, that was awesome. Now go home." Are are you insinuating she's a hooker? I mean, I don't know. But let's say she really likes you and sparks fly. Am I on uh, FaceTime with you at the time? Or? No. Oh. No. Well, then no. I mean, hmm. unless you're expressly cool with that. Which knowing no, you is no. not that far off the mark. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I'm just you know planning your Vegas birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, either way, are you done with your New York thing? I, I'm trying. Is that it for New York number one? Well, I'm just thinking. We went yeah. to Cafe Wa where we danced. That was fun. That was our first one. Did we dance there? Yeah. We. I. Yeah. No, I don't know. Kind of. No, I think we sat. Then we stand up, or we, we, we wanted s- to dance, but there was no space. We sat something. at a table, yeah. Yeah. Cafe Wa is a very cool old club that has a house band that plays all kinds of cool cover tunes. Jimi Hendrix famously performed there. It's right next to, it's in the village, the right? The comedy cellar. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's right next to the comedy cellar. It's very cool. Um, and we've been there a few times. That's kind of one of our spots. So, yeah. And we um, both love New York, so we kind of bonded over that. And, yeah. yeah we cool still time. have lots to do in New York. Mm-hmm. Um what else can we think of? I do love every time, it's still not tired of it, our uh, date nights at escape rooms. Because mm, for the yes. same reason, and may you see a little theme here, I like the element of surprise and mysteriousness. But what I like about the date, the, the, the escape rooms, is that we can work together as a team and use our communication skills and how we just function together um, to, to break, break out of those rooms. And I really, really enjoy that. It's playful. I like that too about date mm-hmm. nights to be playful. Um, that doesn't work for every couple. I've had couples that almost break up over those because <laughs> they're so competitive and they <laughs> stress stress each other out and get frustrated with one another. And so that doesn't always work. If you know that that that's not for you, then you probably shouldn't try it. But we had a lot of fun with all of our. Escape yes, I rooms. love all those. Yeah, well, we've had a couple of somewhat duds, but over there. Years of doing those, man. We've done probably 20 or more oh, of those. Probably. We started in the pandemic, so I think did for we? a while in the pandemic, we did one a month. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah. All right, that was my second. What is your second? My, uh, this is another sexy one. <laughs> but it didn't necessarily <laughs> start off theme. that way. Yeah. Um, location is kind of escaping me exactly, but you'll know what I'm talking about. One of our um, uh, cabin getaways. This is, this is, those are not date nights. You're talking about weekends. Yeah, but. that's what I think about as a date. Mm-hmm. All right. I qualify a date night or weekend or whatever as away from kids. I see. So do you think if you stay overnight and sleep at this other location, it's no longer a date? Now it becomes something more? Yeah. All right. Well, then we'll call this a date slash getaway then. Um, so, yeah, in the, in the cabin, mm-hmm. outside... Snow. It's it's. We were in a hot tub outside, <laughs> naked, and it started snowing on us. And my favorite moment of that is still me getting out, all sexy and naked, and like all suave. <laughs> and I slip Slipping in the and snow. falling. <laughs> oh, that was so graceful. 
<laughs> but that was, again, my theme is not necessarily just the sexy part of it, which of course is important, but um, it's the completely away. Uh, I'm seeing a theme with all my favorites as completely away. We don't have to run back home real quick. We don't have to worry. It's no time constraint. It's just you, I, and a blank canvas of fun, whatever that may be. So it's we're going to make ourselves a little dinner in this cabin and go out in the hot tub and enjoy the snow. And then later the next day, go hiking. I like that. Okay. So since you're talking about your favorite getaways, then I, I think I kind of want to get, get my keep my theme as, yeah, just talk about my favorite date nights, you about your favorite getaways. I would but. say your first one, though, the lantern thing was a getaway because that, that expanded over two days. La dida. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Well, so my number three then would be New Orleans. Oh, good one. Yes. That, that was, was a good one. Yeah. Um, Did, uh, what was so special about it? Well, it was just uh, fun. Just the quirkiness of New overall. Orleans. And yeah. it was a it was a busy weekend, but not the busiest. I think there was some festival in town that made it pretty busy, but it was nice enough to be able to walk around everywhere. And there's just so much goofy stuff going on. I think just like watching all that. And there's lots of... But it was just so colorful and different. I just really, I think New Orleans is one of those places that you escape really into a different culture. It does very much have a, uh, a dirty European kind of feel to yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so thinking to, well, again, that's a getaway. That's a, uh, to me, what appealed to me about that was its open nature of we just have these one or two days in the city. What are we going to do? Well, whatever the hell we want to do. It's not like by two o'clock we have to. I don't really like that that much. Sometimes you have to do that. Like yeah. We're signed up for a tour of some place. You got to be there too. That's fine. But it doesn't, it's not a turn on to me as opposed to an empty canvas of whatever the hell it is we want to do. Um, that's what I like. And I think that's the theme for all of my little fun things. But in general, um, thinking of a specific night, not necessarily, but I always like our dinners out. And that sounds like a cop out and a kind of a generic thing, but um, no. But we make a, a deal out of it. We don't go just to Wendy's. We, yeah. <laughs> we either make it a really fancy dinner, where we go all out and get the seven course menu and spend way too much money and are very stuffed. I haven't done that in a long time. No, but I would like to do that again. That was fun. The one in Maine, I'm thinking of that mm -hmm. was really nice. But um, those are expensive splurges. You can't do that all the time. Um, but I also like the, just this, Hey, there's this new restaurant that was rated mm -hmm. top and let's try this out or let's try this cuisine. we like trying, we just, we like, and that's, I think another theme of us is we like trying new things. We're open to things. And so we've done everything from mini golfing to sky. We went to the sky zone. We did the indoor, indoor skydiving the other day. Oh yeah. What's that called? It's not sky. Zone. I fly. I fly. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Um, what haven't we done? We were going to do that paddle boarding in the fall in Texas for date night. I mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. We've done, uh, well, in, in keeping We've done with... kayaking classes. Okay, yeah. Let's keep with the theme of doing kind of out there... Yeah, new things that we have to... Almost yeah. a little dangerous. Um, or not dangerous, thrilling. That's oh, yeah, the zipline adventures. Oh, yeah. So that also good things that draw you close together is, is an element of danger or we're really stepping out of our comfort zone and doing something thrilling. Uh, we zip lined. I don't even know how to describe this. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was literally a thousand feet in the air. I think, uh, at one, at one point and, uh, yeah, you're going from one mountaintop to the other. And if it snaps, you're just dead. There's no, yeah, there's no question. And that, that's scary. And I'm not a fan of heights. That was scary for me. 
And I remember going from, you go from one little spot to the next. And I go, That's not so bad. And then the next spot, I go, okay, that was a little bad. And I remember like the third little spot and I looked over at it and I go, wow, that's really far. And the guy goes, I'm sorry, what? I said, I said, man, that's really far. And he goes, oh boy. <laughs> it's like, what? And he goes, no, nothing. <laughs> and then when we got to the next spot, I was like, okay, th- is this a joke? Cause I can't see the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going? You see that speck of dust way up? I go, no, we're not. How's that even possible? And we did. You're just on that zip line forever. And the line is so long, it like sags down and a thousand feet below you have rocky terrain. This was in Colorado. And uh, that was scary as hell, at least for me. And then it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Let's see. <laughs> and so um, those are, f- and then, oh, the other one I was thinking of was whitewater rafting. rafting. Oh, yeah, that was fun too. We did the highest level possible, level five, I think they called it, in danger wise. Yeah. It was from one to in five. Maine. We did a yeah. five. Uh, once I think. And well, we didn't do the one that they have in West Virginia, where it's like a ten foot drop. We haven't done that yet. I think we that's, had a drop or two in hours, five. but not a. Yeah, but these like, were fives that we went on. Yeah, they yeah. were level five, but I think the level not fives in bad. West Virginia <laughs> way worse. Bad. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. We saw, yeah, that was actually nerve wracking because yeah, I fell got, out. You got kicked off. Uh, yeah. We saw a woman go under. Remember, and, and she got all bloodied up. And, yeah. And so yeah, that was kind uh, <laughs> of that's kind of a cool adventure, going outside your comfort zone for sure. Um, but again. The commonality in all of these, we're away from kids. We're away from the domesticity of life. Um, as I'm getting older, personally, I can attest to, and I totally relate to women who say, I can't get, quote, turned on, and that doesn't necessarily mean sexually. Just um, the switch flip that that turns you into, I don't know, what do you want to call it? What's a uh, youthful, sexy, excited version of yourself? Um, that's for me as I get older, the more I dip my toe into the, the domestic world, the more difficult it is for me to jump over to that sexy, fun, thrilling side, whatever you want to call that, whether it's literally sexual in nature or whether it's thrill seeking or whether it's fun on the town, let's get dressed and da da da. I really have to detach myself from a baby and three kids and house to do that. So maybe that's why to me, that getaways are so memorable because that is the ultimate getting away from me. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getaways when we can figure out how to take care of the baby. But I'm not ready to leave her well, just yet. She's only one year old, 13 yeah. months, whatever. But I think um, we have still made a good effort at getting mm-hmm. our date, even date lunches, date coffee dates. Like we, I think we're getting good at sneaking in whatever time we can get. Like if yeah. it's the middle of the day where the nannies can come by or your mom can watch her, we'll sneak out for a two-hour getaway and, and just, just go to the gym and have a coffee after or yeah. go to an art gallery. Or So, for example, um, I was up here, down here, excuse me, working on my book and doing some calls and stuff, and you texted me, lunch tomorrow, want to go somewhere? And I was just like, sure. And you said, where? I was like, I don't, let me, I'm in the middle of this other thing. And then I thought of a place and sent it to you and said, how about there? And you said, when's your last call tomorrow? And I said, I'm done at one. And this is all over texting while I'm on my computer. And then, uh, well, let's, we can make it for two. They have an opening at two. Cool, let's go at two. So we're going to leave the baby with my mom, go to there at two o'clock, probably be gone for a couple of hours, and then come back. And then my other kids... Get one of my other kids, go to a football game for my other kid. And so now I'm, I've gone right back to the old domestic family life. But eh, that's what you got to do. But again, in that short 24-hour period, it wasn't just kids and family life and house for that full. We, we carved out that little bit of two-hour time to, with just you and I. Yeah, and I, you know what I hear a lot from my mom friends is, 
oh, I don't have time to dot, dot, dot. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to cook fresh meals. I don't have time for my husband and, and doing date night. And I understand that lots of people really easily fill 36 hours with just stuff of like taking care of the kids, feeding them, doing their own job. But there is really a, a chance for everybody to sort their priorities. And if you absolutely, like I worked 73 hours last week and I still had the baby and I still had my nannies that wanted to go home at some point and I operated till 9.30 at night, but I still made it to the gym twice that week. And yes, that's not a lot, but I made that a heart stop priority. And sometimes you just have to sneak it in somewhere. And I disappeared for an hour and a half on Monday at 1 p.m., just told my nurse practitioner, hey, you need me right now? And then she said, nope, you can leave and do something. And instead of having lunch, I just went to the gym and had a shake on the way back to work. That, that sometimes is what you have to do. And it's the same with date nights, I think. And mm -hmm. it doesn't always work well. I think some days you lose on this side and sometimes you lose on the other side. But as long as you keep things in balance and you make everything a priority at least once in that week, you can, yeah, you can figure out a date night. That's the, the key term there is priority and that, uh, but that a lot of people are so far gone into the, the family side of the fence, the domestic side of the fence, and they throw all their eggs into that basket that it slowly but surely diminishes their interest in the other side of the fence to the point where, why would I make any effort towards that? So, well, don't you want to hang out with your husband at least once a week? Nah, I mean, I see him every day <laughs> and you know, what more do you need? Yeah, but whenever have you not discussed uh, meal plans, picking up schedules, sports events? Like, have, are you actually dating and hanging out and talking about other things, or are you just ar arranging no, your life uh, schedules? My, that's my point. Yeah, is that they're not exactly. dating. The point is that they don't prioritize that other side of the fence at all. They see no need to prioritize it because the they other think they, the other side is okay. yeah, they feel safe and secure. That's a big thing with women, um, and uh, nothing is. Um, urgently threatening that side of their world at all. So why put effort into doing anything else? I'm cool right here where I'm at. They go into the sexually dormant phase and, and it's just very, uh, very upsetting to men until something kind of jostles them and wakes them up from that. But you don't need to sit around necessarily and wait for that if you put the preemptive measures in place to carve out time for the other side of the fence a little bit. But that's easier said than done for a lot of people. And a lot of people just aren't wired for that openness like that. They're just very closed off people. And when they're in the early stages of the relationship, that is, um, lends itself to all kinds of high feelings of, yay, this is great. And when that fades, it's, yeah, let me go back to my typical dormant blah self. And uh, that's where a lot of guys get that bait and switch from. She was awesome before, but now look at her. She's a mom. She's gained 50 pounds. She doesn't want to do anything. And uh, pretty upsetting. How far are we into this podcast? Almost 40 minutes. Okay. So right. do you have any other date nights that you can think of? Because I know we've done so many. We've done picnics. Remember the one time where I did you drew you a map at my place and you found me at the picnic site? Yes. In the park in Cincinnati? Yes. And we ended up having sex out there. What did you have to share that? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember it. <laughs> it was dark. It was outside. See, these are all... <laughs> big, hey, guys, you know, <laughs> a lot of ladies listen to that kind of roll in their head going, Jesus, this guy. <laughs> but, hey, um, that's 
also remember that's the ultimate connection there. Look at me, wahoo! Uh, but um, it also illustrates the point of you're not going to have those Yahoo moments unless you do those little things like put in the effort. Now, admittedly, that was early in the relationship, pre-baby and pre-everything else. But I, trust me, guys, when I say we had plenty of obstacles to get in the way of this kind of stuff. Plenty with your work, with my kids, with all this drama and other crap going on and everything else we had plenty of opportunity to go can we just stay in yeah i think but because i think both of us felt some liberation from those you know of me i felt liberation when i was with you from that side of my fellowship where it was all about you know dying babies and Mm -hmm. serious stuff and you had your all your drama still from the divorce and the babies at home you were were most definitely my oasis away from so i think that's why it was a liberating experience for both of us to be together that other side of our life was a major turn off in a lot of ways yeah so which is interesting because now we live in that other side together mm-hmm. and uh do we still feel liberated when we hang out together i think i do yeah like you still it's an escape still bring that yeah. oasis out in me especially if it's um knee deep in the three kids four kids now and everything else and then it's a oh two o'clock's coming up we have our date yay mm-hmm. and then i'm we so go excited for that <sighs> and then you have that feeling when you go and you're having a cocktail and the chicken, and it's awesome. And, and then you drive back, and you're but like, But then, oh. yeah, as I'm getting older, that drive back is, it's not depressing, but it's a letdown. And yeah. It's, it's a come down. Unless and you sneak a, in a quickie somewhere in the woods. So you, which we have not done, <laughs> just to point that out. Haven't we, though? I don't think so. Mm. We can talk about that. But we, we have. Um, what we have not? Yeah, we have. The place where we're going to eat tomorrow. <gasps> no. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Here, I'll share more. The place that we're going to eat tomorrow, right across the street from it, not right across, but close to it, is a big park. And in that big park, I'm trying to, I'm trying to oh leave out gosh. as much details as possible. Yeah, we, we did the dirty back there. Totally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're a terrible. We're a terrible couple. We were... We're naughty pretty, people. Yeah. <laughs> Still are. No, well... Yeah. Anyhow, um, so... <laughs> You know, when we were talking about that, I, when I drew, drew you the map, we just, we've done that a few times, like scavenger hunts for each other. Remember where mm-hmm. I planned you the whole day in Dallas and I got you all those little, that I got you a bag, a weekender yeah. bag that had all those random hints, like mm-hmm. a little toy pig and a mm-hmm. lock and need, you had to I, figure it all I out. I needed some help with pretty much all of those. <laughs> so? I'm not the smartest when it comes to the puzzles and stuff. You're very good at the escape room, so that can't be right. It's because you and I work together very well on that. Cause it's, yeah, we kind of spark each other yeah, off. Yeah, it's like yeah. you sit there and go, wait, what about the two? And I go, oh, yeah, the two. And then that sparks me. Otherwise, I would it's never true. even notice the two. Yeah, it's yeah, we work very well on that. And I have to commend you on you are the, if it's a race to keep up to who does the most thoughtful, surprising stuff, you win that hands down. I don't think so. You've oh, done absolutely. some, uh, you guys need to know that the most epic ever getaway was the one in New York City for my birthday where you surprised me the entire trip of like three or four days mm-hmm. you had it planned out to a t like every single step of the experience was planned out reserved researched so thoroughly to match my personality from the mm-hmm. matcha pancakes <laughs> to the the library themed hotel to the sushi that was just the best sushi i've ever had in my life so you did so amazing that i think that cancels out everything that i've done in the nine years so there you go. I feel like I we even... I think uh, what I have working on my side is that it is relatively rare for men to stop, clear their head, 
and say, let me put a lot of deep thought into uh, my woman here and planning, planning a weekend away. It's not that we hate it. It's not, it's just making that room in our head for that because we don't have much room in our brain, (laughs) but, but what we, well, because a lot of that room is occupied by butts and boobies, (laughs) but what we do put in there, the three or four things we we're really good at devoting time to that as opposed to, and I've mentioned this before, as opposed to you ladies, you have 1,272 things at one per second, once, all of which you don't give enough attention to because no human could ever give proper attention to all those things. So you, say you. So you fail and you get anxious. <laughs> well, those guys are like three, four things. And then when somebody brings number five into the picture, we're like, eh, just get it away. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Eh, let me alone. Eh, I'm fine with my three or four things. So it's very conscious effort to th- wipe the plate clean. Screw work right now. The kids, everything else I have to concentrate on this. So I think you inherently realize what a big deal that is. And, oh, my gosh, he really put effort into this. So that elevates my efforts even further than what they really were. Because you have done scavenger hunts and little thoughtful things and little love notes and little books and paintings and all kinds of very creative and loving things that make me just go, oh, man, I need to step just up my game wait here. for your stripper in the cake in Vegas. I'm waiting for this. I'm going to uh, – <laughs> she keeps bringing up Vegas. I haven't mentioned this. I don't think to the DSO guys. I'm going to Vegas – Pre-BroFest, BroFest is our big annual gathering with the DSO fraternity members. Um, I'm going with some a couple of old friends from back when when I was in my 20s, living in Illinois. We're getting together again. Haven't seen them in a while. And we're going to meet in Vegas over my birthday in November. And uh, I'm, as far as what I'm hearing, apparently I need to expect a hooker and no, a No, 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 it's tripper. <laughs> Let me let me be clear. But you it's gave her stripper. very hookery qualities there when you talked about her coming to my room and doing. Things I mean, isn't that the whole thing? Oh, there is a package delivery, and ooh, and then the mailman is yes. actually not a package delivery guy, but a stripper. I don't, I don't know about a mailman necessarily. No, but I mean, there's like that theme in the movies. So I'm sh- there's also the girl jumping out of the cake. There has to be a thing. If if it's not in Vegas, then where is it? True. True that. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna find that chick. Or you could just save all that, and I'll just go to a strip club with my friends and see like twelve of those in one room. I don't need a cake in the room. And but it's your birthday. That's true. So other date nights, I, I kind of I'm running out of. We have done just so much that I just it all kind of blends really together. Ha- I mean, we've gone international. We've uh, cities like uh, New Orleans, New York City. Where else? Uh, San Diego. Well, no, that was with kids. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Sans kids here. That's the whole point of this. Um, we've been a lot of places with the kids. We have. Um, oh, here's a good point. We went to Charleston, South Carolina. And we went there yeah, with, a with the baby. relatively new baby. Three months old. Three months old. And even during that trip of so many days, uh, several days, um, which was a surprise by you to me, right? Mm-hmm. We're going on a trip. Woo. So see, there you go. She's always surprised me with little things. We're going on this trip and we go there. And part of the surprise was, and on Thursday I found out that there is a babysitting service and the girl comes to your room and watches your baby for you. And it's, you know, it's all licensed, whatever nanny service and everything. And you get to go out for the evening and have fun. Yeah. So, so that's become a thing now that when we have, take the baby, we do take the baby on trips with us. 
but we find we always ask at the hotel we do pick nicer hotels but we do ask at the hotel if they have a babysitting service and some a lot of them will not have one on site but they partner with mm -hmm. nanny agencies um or local babysitting agencies and usually have really good experiences with them and we, yeah. that was a really great great experience yes it might be a little scary to have a random stranger be but in a hotel put, in a different city but they put you at ease with here's her full bio you could talk yeah. to her ahead of time if you wanted to and like this is what our plan is blah 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 and just get to know them and we've never had we've, we've yeah. gotten yeah and I mean we did stay in the hotel for date night because the hotel was known for its really good restaurant so that put me at ease a little bit but yeah. did we pick up and walk around after that? I think we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. We went yeah. for um, Cocktail a drink after. and walked around. Yeah, but we, we know we nice went day. home so I could put the baby to bed, and then we left again for the bar. So there you go. So this is real effort. Hiring somebody, so there's money. There's a time of we're going to devote, the, we're going to do this just for us. So we're going to take some nice clothes, get all dressed up, go out, come back, breastfeed the child. All right, Nanny, we're going back out again. All right, go back out again, put the baby to sleep. Go back out again for the cocktail hour. This is effort, and this is work, and this is at any point in that a lot of people with a three-month-old would be like, can, can we just stay in? Yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> do tired. We, and do we have to go out? And at least one of you might say that, and that's the thing you have to push through. No, you're still my wife, damn it, or my girlfriend. We're going out. Yeah. And um, that lends itself to those other things you talked about, like the fitness level and the diet level and everything else. And it's, no, I have to at least work out two days this week. I told myself I was going to do my, I've been doing more long walks here recently. And I've told myself my exercise routine is now uh, gym one day and active rest the next day, which consists of walking at least 10,000 steps around my neighborhood. Next day, gym. Next day, da-da-da. But that's my little carving out time and that's also obviously for my health as i get up there in age that's important but it's also for i gotta stay somewhat sexy for my woman here and if i lose that i gotta stay somewhat sexy suddenly those six days a week of exercise become four become three become two become hey uh, i went to the gym once i'm doing all right <laughs> that, that happens really quickly it does and so you got to watch that do you have any date nights in mind for the future Hmm. As the baby gets older and as we feel comfortable uh, leaving her with people, then that opens up to all kinds of things. And that opens up to, I like the little weekend away thing. Oh, of course. All the time. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah, love. That's a given. Right? I love going on. Get, I'm, that's me. I would mm -hmm. like to go somewhere every weekend if I could. But that's kind of expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't want to leave my baby every weekend either. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to hop on a plane either. Um, so jump in a car and drive a couple of hours somewhere is perfectly okay. Yeah, like we haven't explored Austin, Hill Country. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't really done a, you know, we have we done a Nashville night together. Yeah, we've done a few of those, and, which were okay. Um, Chicago, we haven't done together. It's true. So all kinds of little ideas for going to a city and just seeing the city and having fun. Um, specifically what's coming to mind for a date night. Ugh, nothing's really coming to mind as a super cool activity we must do i definitely want to do the really fancy dining again and um you know now that concerts and all that are back mm -hmm. we, yeah. you know what oh, we've we never doing, done we were doing that a lot for a while yeah and we've never been when we have been to new york we've never actually been to the met or a broadway show maybe we oh. need to find one of those next time we go there we did go to radio city oh with the rockets but that was with the kids yeah. it doesn't oh, count true doesn't count um i haven't been to a uh, knicks game 
Oh yeah, we go on uh, sports games. That that was one of our day things yeah, too. Pre, but they got so expensive. Pre baby, we did concerts. We did basketball games, football games. That football game was a good game night too. Yeah, so uh, a lot of little opportunities there. But as you see, all of this is prefaced by pre baby. Now that we have baby, yeah, admittedly that cuts down on the options. This is why we need to move to New York City because then you can just walk out the door. That doesn't no. No, you walk out the door and you have it all. A little pricey to live there. That's okay. We can just mm. cram ourselves into a studio. I don't want to do that. Me neither. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's just get this business rolling so we can afford a penthouse on the Fifth Avenue. We have to go on our date night tonight, which is upstairs to watch. Or oh, no, we're going to oh, watch it on the big TV. House Dragon. House of Dragons. All right, folks, I think that's a wrap. That'll be it for this episode of the Dad Starting Over podcast. Please check out dadstartingover.com. Check out the DSO fraternity, dadstarningitover.com slash join. Um, what else to plug? Got a new book coming out. Ooh, a little teaser for you. It's called Real Talk, No Bullshit Life Advice for Young Men. Um, it is being edited as we speak. Uh, the audio is done. needs to be um, edited, put up on Audible. A lot more work to do. So we're probably several weeks away before it's available to the general public, but it is coming. Look out for it. Real Talk is the name of the book. And it is targeted at teenage boys. So it's the result of me hearing more than a few hundred times, how come nobody taught us this shit when we were a kid? So there you go. Um, trying to fill a niche there. So thank you, Mrs. DSO, once again. Pleasure as always. And thank you guys for listening. And Bye. we'll catch you on the next one. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one -on -one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.